It's Dallas Travers, your host here at Coaches on a Mission. This episode is really special to me because I'm saying goodbye to The Hive's beloved client success manager, Kylie Cienfuegos. Kylie and I have actually worked together for about a decade, and it just felt super important to both of us to bring her on the show because I wanted to honor her in this way. Together, we also wanted to take you behind the scenes so you can understand why she's making such a big move after all these years. Plus, we're going to break down what it really takes to run an online program that's rooted in the value of belonging. So Kylie and I also dish on some little-known facts about each other, and of course, we both cry, but just a little bit. So with that, please help me say farewell to Kylie Cienfuegos. Damn it, I'm already crying. Hi, Kylie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. I was just sharing with you, but for our listeners... Kylie and I are going to talk you through the history of our work together and what we've learned. And it's my intention with this episode to accomplish two goals. I just want to put a stamp, put like put our mark in the world because it's just been such an amazing journey together. And I just kind of want to have evidence that it happened and honor you in that way. And also, I just think it's interesting for our listeners to hear a behind the scenes conversation of what it actually looks like. Mm-hmm. to work with an assistant, right? You started as an intern, but we've right. had quite a journey. And I think by talking about our journey and what we've learned, every one of our listeners will be able to grab a moment in time from our journey that really applies to where they're at. And I hope it inspires them in some way. Thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> Say hi to everybody. Hi, everyone. I was telling Dallas, I'm nervous because it's a podcast, even though we speak in this format all the time. And I'm going to do my best to not cry the whole time, too, because I think diving back into memories is just going to make me tear up the whole time. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. All right. So let's dive in. We've worked together so long that we don't actually know. I'm going to call it nine plus years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've worked together for nine plus years, probably over a decade. Do you know? Did you look it up? I think it's around nine years. It feels like a long time. I think we've been in each other's spheres for a long time, but I, it's yeah. been like nine, I think. That feels right because Farina's yeah. going to be eight. And mm-hmm. I think you started the year mm-hmm. before she was born. That feels about right. All right, we'll call it nine. Over those nine years, the company has completely transformed more than once, and your role has just evolved so much. So let's walk everybody through all of the different roles that you've played in the company over the last decade. Yes, it is a lot. I'm wondering, do you want me to start with how I even happened upon your office in the first place? Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Um, So I was an actress in Los Angeles, and I was taking a workshop like a LA workshop. I wasn't from the LA area. So I was like getting to know the industry and Dallas came in and had like a free introduction seminar to her business, which at the time was for actors, business coaching. And 
it was just like a maybe like 30 to 45 minutes workshop where you were saying, here's what I think it was the actor's business blueprint is what we were calling it back then Uh is about. And here's how it can help you in your career as an actor. And there was so much like energy and electricity and everybody in the room after that workshop was like, oh, I'm signing up. That's like absolutely what I'm going to do. And almost all of my peers got up and were talking to you and signing this and accepting this program. And I was paralyzed. And I just like looked at the form. And my friend was next to me. And he had like kind of manic energy. And he was like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Are we going to sign up? And I was just shocked. And I was just staring there. And I literally went back to my hotel room. I didn't sign up. And I just started crying. Because I was like, I need to sign up for this. But I had just invested in this like LA experience. But I was just beside myself. And I didn't stop thinking about that because I was like, I'm missing a huge opportunity. Everybody's signed up for this. Like, what's wrong with me? And I think I got on your mailing list for more free workshops. And I think that I signed up for several of them. And I even ghosted you probably two to three of those. I didn't know that. Okay. (laughs) Was in the office in Culver City maybe like once or twice after that before I even was like, okay. So I, at that moment, there was a lot going through my head because I knew that it's something, the program was something that I wanted, but I also was just like, she knows what she's doing. I want to understand the ins and outs of what she does. I want to be a part of this. There was kind of like a bigger conversation for me that was making it hard for me to just purchase a program, I guess. Yeah. So then I came into your office and there was no like job description. I might've called. I don't really remember how that happened, but I showed up in your office and I said, can I have an internship with you? Because it's something I'm really interested in. So that's kind of what happened after that. Right. Well, I remember, yes, you did call. And I remember Katie on the team. So everybody listening, this was back in the day where I had a big office. I taught workshops in the studio. It was like this fancy kind of thing. And I had three employees and we all worked under the same roof, which just sounds so retro now, right? But (laughs) so I remember Katie came in and she said, there's a girl on the phone and she would like to intern. And I just looked up at Katie and I said, that sounds fine. As long as you are in charge of her. I was just like, whatever. Sure. (laughs) So that's how it began. I remember you used to come in once a week and you'd go into that little dark office in the corner. And I don't even know what you did, but what did you do? I did. I did social media at first as an intern. And I was thinking this was another thing that was like, oh my God, is we were doing Facebook we had a Facebook page, a regular page. We were doing Facebook posts. And then Twitter was our big angle. So we were like scheduling for the month inside of Facebook and Twitter. That was the beginning. I remember (laughs) that. I remember that. I'll talk about the next phase here. So that went on for probably about a year. And then my business shifted. I, Andrew and I decided to become parents and we took on this big shift where I wanted to downsize, right? There was like this intentional downsizing. We had two people on the team who were transitioning out for like all the right reasons. So we were just going to go smaller. So then everyone started working virtually. It was me, Priscilla, Mm -hmm. and you 
Were you getting paid yet or were you still working for free at this point? Um, I think I was getting paid. So I think I wasn't yeah. an intern for very long, maybe like yeah. a half a year. Yeah. Um, that feels yeah. So I think I was getting paid at that point. I'm really glad that yeah. <laughs> I, I started paying you. Okay, good. Okay. So just to fast track this, everybody. So over the course of the next, I would say three years, I was going through quite a personal transformation. I was really clear I didn't really want to work with actors anymore. That's not accurate. I was really clear that I was not the best person to serve actors in that way anymore. And I wanted to pivot the business and someone on our team really did not like working virtually anymore. So they decided to step away. So one day it was sort of like, all right, I'm selling my house. We're moving to Portland. Kylie, I guess it's you and me. Do you want to keep doing this? So it was like this much smaller operation. And it was the two of us working really, really closely together from 2017 all the way until 2020, right? Just the two of us. You know, we had a couple of VAs for other support, but really it was us at our core. And this is when you shifted from social media intern to let's call it like executive assistant. Mm -hmm. Right. And then into what I think is a role that you were built for, which is the role of the client success manager. So when we launched the Hive at the time, it was the Six Figure Coach Club. And that was the end of 2019. You stepped into the role of client success manager. It was so succinct as how you told it because I'm like, so much happened in that time where you became a mom. I got married. And that is part of that whole time period. But yeah, essentially that is the journey. And then I'm now a client success manager of the hive. Yeah. 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 Wow. All right. So I'm just curious, let's just get this out of the way. Can you tell everybody why you're leaving? And then we'll talk a little bit more about why we both think we've been able to work together for so long. Yeah. I know that it's like not an easy decision for me because we've worked together for so long and we've also had so many changes to kind of what everything looked like. We talked about what our goals were for the hive and where you saw the hive. And I knew that we were growing at a rapid pace and that I couldn't support the hive with my time schedule and what I was able to commit to. And so I think that's what was kind of hard. And I know we're going to talk about it more, but I think just the conversation around shared goals really helped me to be like, oh, this has been hard for me. And I know where Dallas and the Hive wants to go, needs to go. I also like, I'm going to get emotional, but I care so much about the Hive. So I just knew like, it's not going to be me. And I think that was a really hard decision for me to make. But also we worked together for so long. So I didn't feel like, I don't know. I was like, we've built something really great and special here. Oh my God. We have built something really extraordinary, Kylie. And like, I get that it's my face on the website, but we, you and me, we did this. And the Hive would not be the program it is today if you weren't there at my side building it. And I mean that wholeheartedly. And I know every Hive member listening is nodding their head right now because I've never said anything more true than that statement. And I also just think it says so much about your self-awareness and your courage and your integrity to really come to the decision that you saw, wow, my vision for 
where I see myself going does not match Dallas's vision. Because the more convenient thing to do would have been like, yeah, I can do that. I can get behind that and I will try my best. So I just really respect that, your thoughtfulness around that so much. Yeah, I think this year was really a space where I was being like, oh my gosh, yes, I want to rise to the occasion. I want to do this, this, and this. And then just having that conversation with myself and being really transparent with you that it's like, nope, (laughs) no. Yeah. Yeah. And we're really lucky because I think a lot of people, we have the luxury, but we also have the relationship where this has been unfolding for maybe mm-hmm. for too long, like for right, months right. we've been talking this through and really planning and making sure that you feel great about your transition and making sure that the company is well supported. And I really appreciate that you've done that as well. All right, let's talk about, I'm really curious about your answer to this question. So what do you think has worked really well for us? Like, why is it that we've managed to- I think that we point? have really good communication and that's mm-hmm. the top priority because even when- We went from working in person with each other to doing virtual. That can be a really big communication barrier when it's like before we were walking into each other's office, we could read each other's emotions for the day Mm -hmm. and say, here's how I need to operate. But then continuing that to virtual and then even continuing that to your move, communication has been so important, but also just trustworthiness and just the ability to recognize each other as human beings, which I know is wild, but it's not this corporate situation where it's like, I know where you're at at certain times. You're really good at communicating that. And if we're having hard days, it's just a hard day. It's not taking anything personally or anything like that. I think that that's stood out for me, but I'm curious what you think about that. I agree. I totally agree with what you're saying. And as I'm listening to you, I realize, you know, in the last couple of years, we have been so intentional about naming and claiming our values and building our practices around those values. But that's something I think we did unconsciously all along. And so we have had this shared understanding. And then the other reason why I think it's worked so well, and this is not a good answer, (laughs) and I maybe just knock on wood that we lucked out, but we have been able to know when it's business and not personal, right? And when it's actually totally personal, and I don't know how, and I hope that this is something that stays in the culture of the company because it's pretty magical, but you're just a dear friend. Mm -hmm. And I also know I'm your boss. It's so wild that I feel like I am both things for Mm -hmm. you. And you are like, you are my worker bee, right? You are my employee and you're also a dear friend and you're able to, those two roles are separate, but totally pliable at the same time. Yeah, it's been very intuitive with us. And I think that that's, especially as we bring more people on, I don't know if that's something that they've witnessed or Mm -hmm. understand, but it does feel like hats coming on and off and just knowing. And like even sometimes on Zoom, starting a conversation with like, this is not for you to carry as an employer. Or even when I came to you about this decision and knowing like, this is hard for me as a person, but I know the trajectory and having those things be separate, but we're talking about them simultaneously. Right. Yeah. 
And so I'm just trying to extrapolate for our listeners. So Mm -hmm. I think the priorities here, whether you have a VA who works for you for three and a half hours a week, or you have a full-time team of 10 people, communication is number one. And for me, communication before you think you need to communicate. Like, can you as a leader create an environment where people feel safe to share their process with you? And I think I've been successful at that sometimes and not as successful at that at other times. And then the other thing for me that I have really had to work on, and you have helped me so much with this, Kylie, is being more and more receptive to feedback and more and more willing to get it wrong in service to getting it right. I'm thinking really specifically about a employee review conversation we had. And I can't remember the way the question was language, but it was something like, what can I do as your boss to make your experience better? And you totally called me out. You're like, actually, if you find that I make a mistake, you get a little weird about, like you turn into a detective and assume I'm doing everything wrong and that doesn't feel good to me. And I really took that in and I was able to agree with you (laughs) And we figured out what to do to change that. The same is true when there's been moments where you missed a deadline or you didn't really deliver on a project in the way that we expected. You have also been able to own that and receive feedback. And then we move on. So I just want to acknowledge you for being the kind of person who brought that out in me. Because if there's one thing I have learned the most about myself as a leader through my relationship with you, it's the importance of communication and the value of hard conversations. So thank you for that. Sometimes I would make mistakes and just not be aware. And I really appreciate your bringing that to the table and communicating that with me, because I think that's something too, where we'd never harped on anything. It's not like we Mm. took it and for weeks we were like, I'm just going to hold on to this and be upset that this didn't happen. It was like, it is like, it is over communication almost, but like that awareness. Yeah. Totally. People are listening, making notes saying, never work with someone for nine years. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't it be great if you could just build your business focusing on your strengths? I see too many coaches struggling to fit into a certain mold and they ignore the easy path. So let's put an end to that. What I want you to do is go to dallastravers.com slash quiz. I've put together a 45 second superpower quiz designed to reveal two things. Number one, the very next step in your business, whether that's list building, client attraction, or scaling with a course. And number two, the natural strength you possess to help you accomplish that task. When you get your results, you'll also get a custom built toolkit with actionable items you can put in place right away to finally make this growth path simpler because you're doing what you do best. So the link again is dallastravers.com quiz. Go and check it out and then let me know on Instagram how you scored. Let's shift gears a little bit. Everybody, I let Kylie know this question ahead of time and we're both going to answer it. But what is a little known fact about me that you want to share with our listeners? I thought of a few and I also am like, I feel like you might have mentioned this on the podcast. So I'm like, oh, but a few things off the top of my head. And then one is not necessarily about you, but I think 
he needs to be vouched for. So when was that? One of your first jobs was at McDonald's. Yes. I love that story. I just love picturing you at McDonald's and just, and that you loved it. I just love that so much. Isn't that a Capricorn trait though? That I would like work at McDonald's and love love the structure and the exceeding. Yeah, it was the perfect. Exceeding in the McDonald's surrounding. (laughs) The other thing is that you're originally from Canada yeah. And your name, Dallas, has nothing to do with Texas. You also had a dog named Cowboy. We're not related. You weren't raised in a cowboy household or anything <laughs> related to Texas. The third thing is that you are married to one of the funniest and most entertaining people ever. And I was like, this is something that people need to know more because this is my campaign for Andrew to be on your social media. More because I don't think anybody in my life has made me laugh harder than Andrew has. So I just want to plug Andrew. (laughs) Too bad he doesn't listen to the podcast. (laughs) Never know this conversation happened. Yeah, he's weird. He is weird in in the best sort of way. He's just the weirdest guy I know. He's the most entertaining person. He does a Tony Robbins impression. So that's very good. Because I know he's never going to listen to this. We're going to turn this into little known facts. Yeah. For our listeners, the thing I'm about to tell you is all you ever need to know about my husband in order to understand his sense of humor. I don't even know if you know this yet, really. So he's 52 and he just got his first tattoo. And a month later, he got a second tattoo and he is like down with the tattoos now. So his next tattoo is going to be a tattoo of himself getting a tattoo. <laughs> oh my god that's so funny <laughs> but isn't it like if you think doesn't that totally track yeah i'm like yes okay that tracks <laughs> oh that's so funny that's so good Okay, so my turn. <laughs> the obvious one, and I still honestly only believe you like 90% on this. Yeah. <laughs> Highly allergic to kale, which just sounds way too convenient. <laughs> and I didn't find out about it until kale became popular because I wasn't going around eating a lot of greens, I guess. But yeah, once right. it became popular, I was like, oh, I'm allergic to this. Great. And then the other one, our Hive members definitely know this about you, but you have a real passion and insight for astrology. So on a scale of one to 10, how much does astrology inform like how you show up in a day or like how you make decisions? On a scale of one to 10, probably like an eight or nine in terms of knowing the transits. So I am very aware when transits are happening and how to show up so that I'm not, I don't know, I don't know if it's a control freak thing to say, Uh but I just want to know how everyone is, how their energy is going to be. So that's kind of. Right. My sense for you is it helps you make sense of like your surroundings, gives you a different level of understanding of the people you're in relationship with. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while on a team meeting, we'll talk about something and I can just tell Kylie's sitting there quietly nodding and I can tell she's like, yep. It's a temperature uh, right now. Jupiter is doing whatever it does and this explains why. So it's funny. Yeah, great, (laughs) totally. All right, so let's talk about the evolution that the Hive has gone through since we launched Mm -hmm. it. We're going on 20 three years. Gosh, it feels like six months. That's my dog just walking around and we're going to just roll with it. 
it feels like no time and it feels like all the time for me at the same time. Does that feel true for you too? Yeah, I feel like it's yeah. been around for forever. And then when I think about the actual time frame, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's not been that long. I feel like I know everybody so well too. So it's like, yeah. So let's just highlight maybe three important changes that we've made. And then we can talk through for our listeners how we implemented them or why. So what comes to mind for you? And this, we're going to kind of talk about the values piece, but I do think that we were like, yes, this is a community for coaches, but our community has evolved so much since the beginning. And Mm -hmm. it's been because we've seen like, oh, this doesn't exist anywhere else. So it's like the steps that happened were like, yeah, this is a place where coaches can come together and relate. And we have this curriculum and it's become this thing where it's like, this community is maybe, I don't want to say half because the training is so good, but it's a large portion of why people are in the program, the connectedness and all the steps that we've taken to foster the importance Mm -hmm. of connection. And I don't know if it's because it's such a virtual space, but the co-working sessions that we've set up so that people can connect more and feel like they're walking down the street and meeting someone for coffee as opposed to like this just online space. I don't know if that was very articulate, but we've done a lot to foster the community aspect in such a way that I don't know if I envisioned that that would happen at the beginning. Yeah. Let's dive into that because we were going to talk about belonging and then we can come back to these other changes. But it's little things like on our Hive call yesterday, there was someone receiving coaching who was like in it, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you noticed this. Of course you did because you noticed everything. People who had their cameras turned off turned their cameras on. Yeah. Yeah. Just to like step forward and help her feel supported and it's those little things that often may not be noticed until you're in a different container where it's not happening. Right. Um, but I right. agree with you. It's our community. And our community is a direct reflection of the intention and the work that you have put in as a client success manager. So a while ago, you said to me, and it was so interesting, you said, belonging is a lot of work. And you talked about how like, yay, belonging, we value belonging. And it's like hosting a barbecue and everyone comes together and it's so easy breezy. But I'd love for you to share your experience of the intention and the effort and the work that actually goes into fostering belonging, especially in an online community. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit more about what you meant by that? Yeah. So I think when we... Obviously, we are saying that we've had these values since the beginning, but we really had a values conversation. Maybe, I don't know, it wasn't, it was longer than maybe like two years. I don't know, two years, a year and a half. And belonging was, this is important to us and how do we continue to foster belonging in the community? What metrics need to be tracked in order for this to happen? And I think a big thing for me is like, I'm like, of course, everyone's welcome. This is fine. I love that. You know, we'll check in with folks. It'll be fine. And then it was kind of this realization, which is, it's not necessarily something that should be a realization, but it was where it's like, oh, belonging is everyone is different and they're coming from different ways of learning. They're coming from different levels of whether or not they're shy or outgoing. 
And it's not, oh yeah, this is okay. Like we're giving the stamp of it's chill here. It's actively seeking out those folks who maybe take a step back and don't make themselves as known or their struggles as known. And also like even recognizing, because sometimes I've had folks in the hive be like short with me or angry and recognizing that as them needing to be called in in a specific way or us needing to adapt so that they understand what's available to them. So really taking feedback and recognizing that not everybody is going to view things the same. I know that that's not something that should be mind-blowing, but just willing to ebb and flow with the different members in the community and meeting them where they're at. It's not necessarily like just opening the door. It's going out and greeting folks and bringing them in and giving them what they need. Yeah, absolutely. And also, you're just so good at paying attention. So I'll let everybody in on a little secret here. Kylie will do things like just watch on a hive call and then suddenly I'll get a private, now people are going to be paranoid, like feeling like they're being (laughs) too watched, but I'll get a private chat from Kylie and it will say, Wilma has had her camera on and off Mm. a few times on today's call, which just isn't normal for her. So I'm going to reach out and make sure everything's okay. So that is like the level of care and intention that you have brought to this role. And I really believe that that is the level of care and intention that needs to occur if you have a program that says you value belonging. I think there's been times on Zoom where I've seen someone tearing up and not talking and just message them and say, hey, I just see that you're tearing up. Is anything that we need to do? Do we need to call you forward? Are you okay? Like just letting you know we're here for you, that type of thing. Yeah, it is just being aware of the temperature and what people individually need and then inviting them to this collective space, which has been challenging, but also the most rewarding thing. I know it's in your nature too to really, you're just such an empathic person. Have you struggled or what has it been like for you to be that present and intentional without just taking it all on? I think that that's been a really big struggle for me in terms of crossing the line into knowing when it's like, okay, I need to draw a boundary for myself and keep things flowing because I am just... I know these community members so well. And I think there was a point, even with like answering emails, where I was like, Dallas, I should just be able to just quickly shoot off some emails. And I am taking this in and just like really processing it in a way that I need to like take a step back. So I think that that has been a balance too, just knowing when to be a little bit, a little bit more closed off because I am just taking on a lot of the things that I'm hearing. And also, it just reminds me of the work that we're doing with Natty. I cannot believe my dogs. I'm just going to keep saying it. We're not <laughs> editing any of this out. They know that this is Kylie's goodbye episode and they want to be included, I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> anyhow, so with Natty, she talks so often about inclusionwithnatty.com. She is a wonderful mentor if what you want is to build an inclusive or anti-oppressive business. But she talks about how the work is slow. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the secret here with belonging or anytime you're living into your values is to resist instinct of urgency because that's how we burn out. I understand even just like a customer service role that people respond sometimes pretty reactionary and we are the space where that's not how we're going to respond. We're going to receive that information as how it was 
intended as opposed to how it was reacted upon and take a beat with that. And I think that's been a journey as well, just to know that balance. And I don't know if I've always done such a great job, but yeah, it's been a balanced journey. It's a moving target for sure. Mm -hmm. But you have Mm -hmm. lots of practice not taking emails personally. Like I will just fire off an all caps <laughs> black message for no reason because I happen to have caps locks on and I understand the emotional trauma that that might trigger for people. <laughs> I also, I think that over the years we've learned about people who learn differently and yeah. kind of how they're receiving that information and to just not, hopefully not take certain things personally and yeah. say, okay, this is what this member needs. Yeah. yeah. Are there any other changes we've made to the hive that you want to highlight? I feel like maybe that's what it is. Cause I know with this question, I was like, I feel like we're evolving every single day. And that's something that I try to articulate with the hive members that we are listening so intently and Mm -hmm. we're making changes often to just better support this community. One of them is I think our onboarding process is really tight because we were realizing that folks were getting to certain places in the Hive curriculum and maybe not fully grasping, oh, where is this or how do I dive into this right away? And Mm -hmm. so we kind of took a step back and said, what needs to happen at the beginning of their journey so that they feel like they have all the information and that they can get support so they're not a month or two in, totally lost in this situation. And we've implemented startup calls where Mm -hmm. we have community members come in and we just show them house and really make sure that they're informed because that's all that we want. We don't want a community full of Hive members who are lost and don't know how to implement. And that's, I don't think people even think about that in other online communities, which is wild. They just are like, here's the login. Good luck. Join us. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Work on your mindset. If you're confused, trust the process, work on your mindset. You know, Jerisha Hawk was on the show at some point earlier this year. She said so many things, but the one thing that I keep thinking about months later. She talked about how in the online space, we put so much emphasis on overcoming objections to get people to buy Mm -hmm. and not enough emphasis on overcoming objections to get people to implement and not implement in the way of like, I'm cracking the whip and you do what I say and you have to follow our timeline and follow our process. But just, and this is where agency comes in, which is another one of our values. How do we provide people with everything they need to do the work in their own way while owning their own process? And it's work. It's worth it. It is worth it, but it's work. And the conversation we're having right now, I wish was a conversation that happened more often in the online space and in the coaching world because it's more important than just getting people to enroll. And I think it's harmful. It's so harmful to just tell people, have you done the work? Trust the process, right? Trust the process. Oh, you're stuck? Up-level your leadership. It's a leadership problem when actually it could be a whole host of other reasons why today is not the day for someone to implement. So thank you so much for really creating a feeling of belonging inside of the hive. Okay. So take us behind the scenes. What one to three little things do you do that Hive members would say, what? Oh, I had no idea that Mm -hmm. that was a part of Kylie's role. Yeah, I think that one of the big ones is 
tracking their progress, like in where they're at in their year and knowing kind of what's happening with them at all times. That's something that we have the pulse on that for each person. So it's not like someone could be at day 100 or 180 on their journey. And I know kind of what's happening for them. And we're checking in with them on that, whether that's email outreach, we send birthday cards, we send bomb bombs to folks. I even have these are actual Asana tasks so that this is not slipping away. It's not something that it's like, oh, maybe I'll check in with XYZ. I have it on my calendar so I can make sure that they're on the right track. So even on calls, DMing them and saying, hey, I'm just checking in. I want to see how it's going. And then I have a frame of reference from the whole year of our conversations. Like, It's wild, but it could be even things like, how's your mom doing? Like, I know your mom wasn't doing very well. And knowing that for every single member inside the hive. And I don't know if us fostering that relationship with them also creates this thing where they're connecting with each other in that same way because they're like, oh, well, the team knows all these things. They hear me. We've had a lot of things happen actually strangely in the last month around certain Hive members and other Hive members have reached out to us to say, hey, this happened in that Hive member's life. They just want me to let you know. And that's something that's like, wow, why, you know, like why would they want us to know, but they need us to know where they're at and that they're missing calls because of a life event. That's how close the community is. They don't need to attend the calls if they're busy, but they want (laughs) to let us know here's what's happening in their life. Yeah. So just to take everyone behind the scenes, we have a 365 day process. So when you join the hive, we're stalking you basically. So come join the hive. You'll love it. (laughs) But we're tracking and we're also watching for patterns. So Mm -hmm. I'll give an example. I am someone who, when I'm in a program, I gobble up the content and I'm not like, I'm not a Facebook group poster type person. I may or may not show up to the calls. If I do, my camera's always on, right? And I'm really listening, but that's kind of how I show up in a lot of programs. So if suddenly you notice that I'm posting more in the Facebook group, you, Kylie, are going to bring that to my attention. And Kylie, you know, we have this process where we send bomb bomb videos to people, which is a video message for me. And Kylie will say, I'm going to make Wilma, right? Wilma's at day 100. She took a couple of months off to move to San Francisco, but now she's back. And over the last two weeks, she's been posting a lot more in the Facebook group. Like you really have this awareness. I'm really curious about this. How are you able to know all of this? Right. I, I think part of in place, but it's not the systems part. It's like your attitude yeah. or your approach as well. So what is I that? I think that's been my strength with the hive. And I'm probably gonna get emotional, but I really care about people. It's yeah. not just like we're putting these metrics into place so that I don't forget things if someone has fallen off my radar. But I really care about the information that I'm receiving. So honestly, it's just categorized in the back of my head. Oh, this person brought this up and I remember it because I care about that person and what they're going through. So that's kind of been just something that I have a strange memory. My strength inside the hive is I have a strange memory for (laughs) these facts about everyone. And then I also have a really good memory on dates. So I know when all of our calls and the times are like off the top of my head. Um, But it it is just kind of like a sense. And those metrics and those assignments are just so that I don't drop the ball on anyone. But yeah. 
Right. Right. So we have the structure in place. You also have the skills, like the natural strengths to do this role really well. And I think there's also this third layer, which is this is your job. So for those of you who want to launch a mastermind or some other big thing, another reason why I scream about waiting to do larger programs is so that you can have inside of your business the capacity to have a team member whose job truly is to take care of your clients and students. It doesn't necessarily have to be as involved as what we're talking about here, but this is what it looks like if what you want is to have a world-class program where people are showing up, feeling seen, doing the work, accomplishing their goals, and coming back for more. So that's all you, Kylie. I think it's what you've said it before, but right person, right role also in hiring. And I've done a lot for the Hive, but this is my zone of genius. And being able to step into this the last couple of years is like, that is my focus and that's my goal. And I'm not necessarily an administrative person as much as I am. I care about folks. Yeah. I do want to say that I feel like we got really lucky with your replacement who happens to be my sister. So it's like lucky for a whole host of reasons. For me personally to be in a position where I can give a family member an amazing job is just so awesome for me. But you and Tracy, and you've spent so much time together in the last couple of months. You're (laughs) you're very much alike. Yeah. And and her strengths are similar to yours. Mm -hmm. Just like naturally caring for people and being invested in that way. So I feel so fortunate that... You're leaving huge shoes to fill and they will be filled in a different way. But I really feel fortunate that this seemingly intangible quality that you have, we've found in another person too. Yeah. I told her the other day, I was like, well, you're basically my twin, except for I'm 5'2 and you're 6'2. Six, six two. Six two. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the big difference there. <laughs> yeah. But I, toward the end of your training, you two started showing up to Zoom dressed alike. Even. Yeah. I said, are you wearing lavender today, Tracy? I'm going to have to change. What is this? Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's so funny. All right. Well, this has been so much fun. I really am saying goodbye. And yet I know I'm not saying goodbye because we're going to be in each other's lives forever. But, you know, I was doing dishes this morning thinking about what am I going to say in the world's greatest letter of recommendation that I'm going to craft for Kylie, (laughs) even though you have another job already. And I just, there's so many things. But for me, the thing that makes you, you, is your heartfelt compassion for others. And that shows up in how you relate to Michael, your husband, and how you relate to the team and how you relate to yourself and how you relate to the world. And that is just such a unique and powerful gift that you have. And I just am grateful, so grateful that I know you. And I just want to thank you for helping me build something that's really making a difference for people. Yesterday was a funny day because out of the blue, we got like three or four very specific messages about how safe our members feel in the hive and how much they appreciate the program. And these messages were directed at me, but I just need to hand them right over to you because you are the person who has really made this special and unique. So I thank you for that. Thank you so much. And I'm going to miss 
talking to you every day. I'm going to miss the community because it really has. And I know it's just kind of part of the position that I've assumed, but it's been my family. It's been my safe space. We had some hard years of transition in our country. And I knew that this community and you would be there and we would work through a lot of different things. And I know that this isn't goodbye, but I'm just so appreciative of the community and also just our journey together for this. I can't even articulate it, but just our journey and all that I've learned. And I really thank you for seeing me because I also think that's part of it as well. I'm not just, I felt like you really knew who I was and where I would excel. And that's a big part of us working together and having it be successful as well. I just really thank you for seeing me and guiding me. And I'm just trying to stay on on track. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, this new company you're going to, they are so lucky to have you. They really are. They have no idea how lucky they are to have you. So now you have to wear shoes to work. So (laughs) good luck with that. Well, I hope this conversation has been, I don't know, touching or illuminating or entertaining for everyone listening. It felt really important to me to have this space and time to really honor you, Kylie, and thank you for all that you've done. So for those of you listening, I also just want to thank you for tuning in and being a part of this journey with us. And with that, we'll sign off. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things (laughs) to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. You can do that now and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you, it'll be worth it. Okay. Thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week. 